I don't care what your purpose is. It could be a teacher. It could be an astronaut. It could be um, a waitress. It could be a mom. It could be a, a doctor. Whatever your calling is, whatever you feel call, God has called you to do, mm-hmm. you have to have your health in order to do it. Do you believe that God wants you healthy? Then join me, Cersei Blue and Gigi Carter, on the Healthy for My Purpose podcast, where we help you realize the relationship between your health and your purpose. We share how eating like Daniel can revolutionize your life. Through discussions and interviews, we challenge you to discover the powerful connection between plant-based nutrition, your body, and your faith. It's time. Welcome back to another episode of Healthy for My Purpose. Um, We're going to be talking about today why you should only do the Daniel fast once. Um, And so we're going to have a really in-depth topic about that because when you think about it, the Daniel fast for many people um, is something that people do multiple times, year after year, January after January. So it's going to be a little controversial that we're saying that you should just do the Daniel fast once, but don't turn us off yet. Hear us out, hear us out. So why we're saying you should only do it once um, and then make your decision from there. Um, And so let's just talk about, first of all, I guess we could talk a little bit about the history of the Daniel fast and the idea that Many churches do the Daniel fast in January as a way to kind of kickstart the year. Um, A lot of times they each church or if people are doing it together, they'll have different themes Um, and people will do the Daniel fast for 21 days, 30 days, and then everyone kind of goes back quietly. I don't know if it's quietly, maybe loudly. I don't know. Back to their regular way of eating, you know, and then redo the whole thing. And so it's this constant thing. And so what Gigi and I really want to narrow in on with the Daniel fast is the fact that many people, when they do do the Daniel fast, even though the reason why they're doing it really isn't about their health necessarily, it's sometimes it's more about whatever goal the church has set and starting the new year of correct. A lot of people say right from the get-go that they feel better, that they have more energy, that they've lost weight. And so there's these health benefits that have been like lingering around that everyone's feeling the benefits, but not really paying that much attention to because as soon as the days are over, they kind of just go right back to their old way of eating, not making any connections and just just doing it over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that connection or that disconnection Mm -hmm. is that cognitive dissonance Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, a lot of us have around, changing how we eat because it's so rooted in how we grew up and what we're used to and what we like and not necessarily looking at the bigger picture as it relates to our health and um and so you know when you come out of that like you know like when you come out of that place where you're in that cognitive dissonance it's inherently the case where you you look at it, you look back on it and say, why didn't I figure that out sooner? Like, why didn't I one figure it out and then do something about it um, sooner? Because a lot of times for many people, and if you fall within the statistics in the US, 
um, more than half of the adult population has one or more chronic diseases. And, um, and that is, you know, it's sad because these chronic diseases are very much lifestyle related, um, related to the foods that you eat, um, among other things. And, um, eating like Daniel and feeling the benefits, whether it's for three weeks or for four weeks, um, is, is usually that indication that, Hey, there's something wrong with my regular diet. Mm, that's a good way of looking at it. Um, and, and I think too, like if we get into the story of Daniel and why the church was inspired in the first place, you know, when we get really down to the crux of the story, the climax of the story is that Daniel and his friends were 10 times healthier. So I'm not saying the rest of the story is not relevant and has other gems to be taken, but the, the, the theme or the climax of the story is that they were 10 times healthier. And so Daniel inadvertently, because obviously he had no understanding that we were going to be doing any Daniel fast years down the road, put a plant-based diet to the test. He, he showed that when you compare it to a diet as the king's diet, as we're going to call it here, that is rich in meats and wine and rich food and all of these things, and you compare it to the simplicity of just eating plants, that that diet made the people 10 times healthier in that moment. And so that is really, I think, what inspired the church to start saying, hey, we need to do this Daniel fast. I almost feel, and I don't think I've said this before, Gigi, but I almost feel like the fact that we made it into this 21 day thing fast, it, it made us kind of lose the reason why we started it in the beginning. Because if we were really focused on the Daniel meal plan that's going to make you 10 times healthier. I don't know how you'd say that in a short phrase. We would be more focused on, wait a minute, this thing is going to make me 10 times healthier rather than this idea that we're just doing it for 21 days to kind of detox mm -hmm. and then just do it as a, a thing that we're doing on the regular. Um, and so when we, when Gigi and I are talking about doing the Daniel fast once, we are trying to peel away just all of the things that have been added into it and just get right to the nuts and bolts of the fact that when you eat plants and you compare it to a king's diet, a standard Western diet that's filled with meat, cheese, dairy, wine, all of that, that there is a health benefit that comes out of it. And I don't want us to miss it. And so this is why we say that you need to do the Daniel fast once because really this way of eating shouldn't just be a 21 day thing. Yeah. It should be, if it makes us 10 times healthier, then shouldn't this be the, the gold, the gold standard, the norm, the, the norm, norm. Yeah. right? The norm. And why are we going back to a King's diet that is making us, you know, maybe 10 times sicker and then coming back into this cycle because we're not realizing that the Daniel fast is Yes, we went into it for whatever reason, but it was actually making us healthier all along during those days. Yeah, we can't miss that because that is the core of the story. And what we want to do with talking about doing the Daniel fast once is we want to bring back the 10 times healthier to the forefront of why we should even be doing the Daniel fast in the first place. Yeah. And I think what I'd like to do next is unpack the health benefits and why 
you feel better in those three weeks, yeah. those weeks that you're doing it and why it can become a new normal for you. And it really has to do with removing toxic pro-inflammatory foods while at the same time you're replacing with anti-inflammatory, you know, anti um, foods that are high in antioxidants and phytochemicals and how that benefits your body. So you're taking out the bad stuff, putting in the good stuff at the same time. Whereas in a lot of times people will say, oh, eat a quote unquote healthy balanced diet. And usually that's code word for have some pro-inflammatory and some anti-inflammatory and let them cancel itself out. You don't really get the full benefits of it. Yes, it's better than just eating junk food all the time, but you're not, you're doing yourself, you're kind of cheating yourself, you know, um, shortchanging yourself and, and, and your body's ability to perform at its best. And so when you move to this Daniel fast way of eating as a lifestyle, and, and I, I say fast, but we don't mean it in the traditional sense. We just say eating like Daniel, um, which is whole plant foods. Um, you are eliminating those toxic foods. And I want to just touch on a few of the toxic substances found in animal products. Um, one of the more widely studied substances is called trimethylamine N-oxide or TMAO for, sh for short. Um, TMAO um, is found in meat, it's found in cheese and eggs. And what happens is when you eat these foods, um, it interacts with gut bacteria that form trimethylamine. And then trimethylamine then gets metabolized in the liver to form TMAO. And that substance has been linked to um, heart attack, stroke, and death. And so higher levels of TMAO in the body translate into a greater risk of heart attack, stroke, and death. And, um, and you don't hear about those things, you know, because you don't, you know, everybody's so hyper-focused on protein all the time that nobody talks about some of these, these toxic substances that are in the meat and whether it's grass-fed meat or factory farm meat, it doesn't matter. Um, it's just, it's found in, in those animal products just naturally occurring, um, and how that forms TMAO in the body when you eat it. Um, another um, substance, and there's two of them that are kind of related, there's heterocyclic amines and polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. And um, those substances um, are formed when meat is cooked at high temperatures. So like on the grill. So, you know, right now we're in the summer season and everybody's grilling and I have to say, I was at my sister's 4th of July party and there was meat everywhere. And it, I mean, all I could see was just, I mean, just bad substances being formed and people just eating them. And um, it was, it was heartbreaking, you know, despite my efforts to try and educate my family, <laughs> some of them listen, some of them don't, but um, anyway, you know, in all seriousness, heterocyclic amines, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons have both been found to be mutagenic and cancer causing. And so, um, you know, when we have these church barbecues or family reunion cookouts or 4th of July or, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day barbecues, 
you know, you are basically ingesting these substances um, when you're cooking these meats at high temperatures. Um, there are other substances I, I don't want to go too deep into, but I'll just kind of mention them. There's new 5GC, there's heme iron, um, and then there's also endotoxins, uh, which are also pretty widely studied as well. So um, again, these are all substances that are found in animal products um, in, in high degrees. And so they um, are, you know, toxic to the body, pro-inflammatory to the body. On the flip side, when we talk about plant foods, whole plant foods, we've got foods that are high in fiber and fiber is only found in plants. Um, as well as phytochemicals. These are bioactive compounds, phyto means plant, and then chemicals. These are bioactive compounds found in plants. Um, and they have a lot to do with the color of different vegetables and fruits. You know, for example, blueberries um, and blackberries, that deep blue purple color is rich in anthocyanins, um, which has been shown to be um, very beneficial for your health in terms of lowering inflammation in your body, in terms of improving your immune system health. Um, and so the, when, when we talk about eating the rainbow, there's, there's reason for that because there's a plethora of all these beneficial compounds that work synergistically together. You cannot get from supplements. So you can't like go to the health food store and say, Hey, give me some pills, you know, that are going to give me anthocyanins. Um, there's, it's, there's too much complexity in the way food interacts with our body and with each other to try and, you know, try to outsmart it with a pill. It's just not going to work. Um, and so when you have those foods that are lowering inflammation, fighting oxidative stress in your body, giving you that fiber, you know, which, uh, you know, we can get into a whole topic of fiber and gut health, but that would take like a long time to talk through. Um, but you're getting all that while you're eliminating those toxic foods. The net result of that is weight loss, you know, improved insulin sensitivity, you know, improved blood pressure, um, you know, um, just overall feeling of, you know, mental clarity, spiritual clarity. So that is what's happening in your body when you eat like Daniel. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you really unpacked that Gigi, because, um, it shows that, you know, what's happening is, is already built into God's divine plan. Like it's not a miracle, you know, when I did the Daniel fast and I, and I, I probably said my story before, but I'll say it again a little bit here. When I first did the Daniel fast, um, exactly the way it was designed. Cause I, like I said, full disclosure, I've tampered with the Daniel fast here and there, but I would add certain things to it. But the time that I, the one time that I actually did it the exact way it was designed without adding anything else to it. Um, I lost weight. I had mental and spiritual clarity. Um, my blood pressure was lowered. All of these happened. And in that moment, because, you know, I've been in church for a while and I've heard of the Daniel fast. I had no idea it was a vegan diet or a plant-based diet. I just thought it was a Daniel fast. So when this happened, as crazy as it sounds, guys, I just thought, is this a divine miracle or, or maybe it was the prayer that did this? You know what I mean? Like all this time, I was just trying to figure this thing out. And I was like, God, did you just open the windows of heaven and just heal all my issues and 
and lose weight, mental spiritual clarity. I was dealing with grief for the loss of my son. There were just so many things that had healed in that moment. And then when I started to do the research and I realized that, wait a minute, this wasn't a divine, um, I wasn't an anomaly. This wasn't a divine miracle as you would call it, but this was already built into God's design with whole plant foods, you know? Um, and so I started to, re to research it and realize that, you know, here was a diet that was healing our body. That was the only diet that was um, proven to reverse heart disease and high blood pressure and weight loss and cancer. And I was like, wait, hold up. How come we've been sitting on this Daniel fast doing it for 21 days and then going off the rails for the next 11 months and coming back and, you know, and then, it, and then I'm thinking about all of these things and I'm like, there are so many people in the church right now who have been on the Daniel fast, have been sitting on the pot of gold, right? Has had had the lottery ticket in their hand. You ever have a lottery ticket? I was actually talking to a woman today who told me that she, she won a scratch off. Could you imagine winning a scratch off, not knowing and just having it in the drawer? And that is what a lot of Christians are like, because when I saw that what happened to me and I look now and I said, oh my gosh, there are so many people sitting in the church who have diabetes and high blood pressure and struggling with um, obesity and mental health and cancer. And yet they have tampered with the Daniel fast for 21 days and went back to the very diet that's making them sick, not knowing that they had the answer all along had they just made it a lifestyle. And this is why Gigi and I are so passionate about spreading the word that, listen, I know you've been conditioned that the Daniel fast is something you do in January, but it really is something you should only do once in the sense that you make it your way of living. You make it your lifestyle because of all these benefits. You know, you have prayer lines lined up around the church, praying for high blood pressure, praying for cancer. And yet we just came off of a Daniel fast that was, that was there to give us the healing. Mm -hmm. So I, you know, so so once I understood that, and once I saw the power of the Daniel fast in my own life to heal myself, I realized, wait a minute, God, there's something here that we're missing. Um, and we need to, to come back to this, like we said before, we need to come back to this idea that Daniel was 10 times healthier. And as a church, we need to start asking ourselves, you know, should we be the light of the world or should we be um, you know, sicker than the rest of the world. And I know we, we, we talk about some statistics that are out there that, you know, when you look at some statistics, they're saying that the church is higher in chronic health issues than the main, the main population. And we could put the link for that in the show notes. Um, but that's not the way it should be. That to me is a, is an alarm. It's a sign that we're out of alignment. And I think it's time that we, we, we address that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the point that we as Christians should be 10 times healthier. I mean, that I think is one that we need to really take to heart. Um, I think we've gotten so used to being sick all the time. We've gotten so used to, you know, taking that medication, going to the doctor's office, going for the outpatient procedures or even hospitalized, you know, for things um, that are chronic disease related, especially around the holidays, you know, um, or even worse. And, 
you know, the fact that it is, I think the number is 76% of evangelical Christians have overweight or obesity, whereas the general population in the U.S. is 70%. Um, but we really need to show up better. You know, mm -hmm. we need to be 10 times healthier, 10 times better, like Daniel was in his time. Um, and really, you know, striving to live that life of, of excellence. Hey guys, if you've been enjoying this episode on why you should do the Daniel Fast once, then we have some exciting news from you. Gigi and I have a new book entitled Daniel Fast, why you should only do it once. So go ahead and click the link in the show notes to get your copy today. Let's get back to the episode. Yeah, because um, I think we've gotten um, we've kind of gotten away. And I think part of it, I think, is just not knowing the science. And, I'm, and that's why I'm so glad that you kind of broke down what the Daniel Fast is actually doing to the body. Because I don't think a lot of people understand what's happening. It's kind of become more like, oh, yeah, I feel better. Yeah, I lost weight. But there's not really an understanding that, wait a minute, your body is actually healing itself. And so once we put that, you, you understand that, I think it now makes us have to be accountable to God and ourselves to say, am I going to continue to eat the food that make me sick? Or am I going to um, acknowledge what these foods are doing for my body and actually live that out as a lifestyle? You know, and I mean, when you go back to Genesis and Genesis 129, when he says, I've given you all the plants on the earth as your meat, I believe this is God's original design anyway. Um, you know, Adam and Eve didn't have a microwave. They weren't eating processed food. They weren't killing the animals to eat them. God's design of our original intent, I believe, was for us to be nurtured from plants. Yep. And so I think it's a way back to optimal health. Will we be perfect? Are we eating fruits that are straight out of the garden? Eden? No, we've got a lot of issues, of course, but it's our roadmap back to the closest we can get by just eating foods in their most natural state. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about refusing the King's diet and the, and we, we call it the standard American diet mm -hmm. in today's time, which I think is very appropriate. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think one of the reasons and we can, you know, unpack, um, you know, some more of this, but, um, I think one of the reasons people go back to that normal way of eating is they're addicted to it. Mm -hmm. You know, they're addicted to the cheese pizzas and the donuts and the processed foods and all of that. And I think that, you know, you know, and you've mentioned this before, you know, I think even, I'm, I don't know if you mentioned it in terms of yourself, sir, so you mm -hmm. can correct me, but mm -hmm. counting down the days to be able mm -hmm. to go back to eating the foods that you're used to eating. Mm -hmm. That was you. Yeah, I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I yeah. mean, I think that, you know, even if people are like, okay, yeah, I understand the health benefits. I, I agree with that. I know it's the right thing to do, but I just can't live without, you name it, cheese, mm -hmm. can't live without my, you know, roast beef or whatever mm -hmm. it is, yeah. bacon, mm -hmm. I think is common. Mm -hmm. um, that is an issue in and of itself. Um, and, you know, not to backtrack a little bit, but mm -hmm. 
I think this is where the whole why your purpose, your divine purpose, your calling, your, you know, why God put you on this earth really needs to be, um, really needs to be looked at and really, you know, contemplated because you, no matter what your purpose is, you have to have your health to do it. I don't care what your purpose is. It could be a teacher. It could be an astronaut. It could be um, a waitress. It could be a mom. It could be a, a doctor. Whatever your calling is, whatever you feel call, God has called you to do, mm-hmm. you have to have your health in order to do it. Yeah, it's so true. And honestly, like even if you even move beyond profession or purpose, you need your health just to show up in your best light, right? To be able to just show up to the people that are around you in your life. And a lot of times, if we're honest, being unhealthy has robbed us of those things, right? It has robbed us in so many areas. And um, and so being healthy, I think, as a church, more than anyone else who has a mandate a Christ-centered mandate to um, change the world in Christ's name should be even more vigilant when it comes to their health because they're carrying the most precious cargo there is. And for us to be putting toxic foods in our bodies to compromise that mission. There are so many people who die at a young age. There are people who I know, you know, they they got a stroke and some of them do not recover their full mobility. Sometimes they don't even recover their cognitive ability. There are people who age and, you know, there are certain um, mental health or, well, Alzheimer's is physical and mental, but the point is you get certain things that rob you of your memories and of your ability to interact with your family. All of these things have everything to do with how we're treating our bodies, of how we're eating. And so the Daniel fast, I believe, is almost like a light to the church because it gives them the ability to do this thing and see, whoa, wait a minute, there is, there's an answer in here now. Whereas before, you know, maybe you, you know, because I, I know there was a study that they said that they told, they actually did a study um, with um people in the South, I believe. And what they did is instead of titling the vegan diet, they titled it, they had them do the Daniel fast as opposed to just telling them, hey, we're gonna do a a vegan diet. And what they found was that the people who were actually doing the Daniel fast, they were 90% compliant as opposed to those who just were just trying to eat plant-based. And that shows you that when you attach purpose to your health, the outcomes change. And I think this is what the church is missing is that we are sitting on our superpower of our faith and we have disconnected from that where we're like, well, I can just eat whatever I want and still be a Christian. And those two never connect, not realizing that, wait a minute, they absolutely do connect. If you are not healthy, how are you going to show up as a Christian? Right. And so they're very much connected. Yeah. And, and I love that statistic because it's a combination of the purpose piece, but also inviting God into this space of your health, which a lot of people don't do, or they do when it's kind of an emergency, 
It's mm-hmm. like save me from this having to get my toe cut off because of my type two diabetes or, you know, but it's not, this is a really, this is a very powerful way to attach a strong why to making the change and making the change stick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and Cersei and I talk a lot. I mean, we, you know, we talk a lot about, okay, it's not about perfection um, so much as it is about staying on course. And, um, and I think that, you know, I think that the degree to which we can really attach our faith to our health and our purpose that is going to result in, you know, long-term sustainable change, whether it's weight loss, whether it's reversal of high blood pressure or high cholesterol. In my case, um, it's, you know, it's going to be, you know, it, it becomes a new normal. It starts off hard and difficult, but then as you get a rhythm and you start mm-hmm. to see the benefits and you've got your why attached, you know, you, you end up, you know, um, being on a course, a long-term course of sustainable health. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and, and I, I mean, Daniel is a perfect example of just someone who lived out his purpose with excellence. And so the question, I think, what do we take from that, that story in the Bible with Daniel is, you know, are we willing to not defile ourselves with the standard American diet, the King's diet, or are we willing to be brave enough like Daniel to say, I'm not going to defile myself. Um, and I'm going to eat the foods that serve me, that honor God, that honor my temple so that I can live out my, um, purpose. A lot of Christians, what we're hoping when we say do the damn the fast once is that you would have that light bulb moment when you're like, aha, I've been defiling myself because a lot of times we don't realize that all this food that we've been eating for years, because it's become so normalized that we've been defiling ourselves all along, right? We've been building up disease. We've been um, eating foods that don't serve us, becoming addicted to them, making them idols in our lives. When really God is calling us out and we believe that the Daniel fast could be that jumping off point because it has every element for success. One, it has the fact, like Gigi says, you are making God the center of your reason for changing your health. He's right in the center of that. And so you're able to pull from the Holy Spirit, pull from God to to be able to say, God, I'm giving up all of these toxic foods, like what Gigi talked about, all these inflammatory foods, and I'm going to need your strength to help me to re, um, re-familiarize myself with foods in its most natural state, right? Readjust my palate, readjust my taste buds, readjust what I start liking, and I'm going to start eating foods that serve me because I realize that one is healing my body and reversing my chronic health issues. And two, it allows me to stand in integrity and say, you know what, I'm not defiling myself, mm-hmm. you know? And, and that's what I think we all have to struggle with when we look at our plates every day and say, am I defiling myself? Can I say grace over this plate? Or am I um, bringing glory to God by what I'm eating, because it's honoring my body and honoring my temple. And remember, 
we say this scripture so loosely all the time that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, but yet we trash it every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's something, it's such a, like you said, the, the, the disconnect there that the Daniel fast can help us unpack that. The Daniel fast, if we do it as a lifestyle, can be our roadmap back to that, that integrity of what we eat, what we put in our bodies so that we can be as healthy as possible so that when, so that God can use us exactly the way he wants to, whenever he wants to, and we can show up in our best selves. Yeah. And I'll just say, once you make God, your accountability partner, like truly make God your accountability partner. Don't just say it and then, you know, go back to your normal thing, but really make God your accountability partner. It, it changes everything. It makes, it makes, you know, makes you look at things differently. It makes you respond to things differently. And, you know, you go to that church barbecue and you look at what, or my case, my sister's barbecue. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Kelly, but I got to go out. You look at it and, and you just, you, you literally say to yourself, I'm not saying you say this out loud, but you, mm-hmm. you say to yourself, I am, there's no way I'm going to defile myself with that. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> and guys, you know, what's another piece to this is that, you know, this, these inflammatory foods, these toxic foods is Satan's secret weapon. Yeah. Because for many of us as believers, we would never outright um, harm our bodies or walk onto ongoing traffic or you know what I mean? Like you're not gonna be doing things that are insidious, but if he can get us to have that bacon and grits in the morning, have that burger and fries for lunch, have that steak with a salad for dinner, what he's doing is killing us softly where we don't even realize then all of a sudden we show up with high blood pressure. Then all of a sudden we have a stroke. Then the plans that God has from us is worked. Or then our mood. Remember, even our mood. Mm. Remember what we affect, what are we eat even affects our mood, which affects our ability to pray, which affects our ability to study, which affects our mental and spiritual clarity to hear from God. All of these things are intertwined. So if he can't get you on the front end, best believe he's like you know what don't worry i got you i got you because i know that three times a day i can put you under attack by what you're eating i can literally do a spiritual attack on you for three to four five meals a day throw some alcohol in there make it six and you could just he could have that attack on you daily and you don't even know it's coming All you know is I have diabetes. All you know is I'm struggling to lose this weight. All you know is like, you know what? I don't have energy and I can't focus as well. All you know, you don't even know some of the messages that you missed from God because your brain is so fogged with all the toxic foods in your body. And so we're living a less quality of life and we don't even know that we're running on 20% when we could be running at 90% and so the 90 plus and so the enemy has hoodwinked us yeah bamboozled us into this idea that we can eat the king's diet and we can defile ourselves and somehow we could just pray that away 
It's not getting prayed away because we look at the statistic, the number one cause of death is heart disease and prayer hasn't changed that. Mm -hmm. So sometimes God is not calling us always to prayer. And I'm not saying don't pray. We have to pray for everything, but God has already given us the miracle. He's just saying, access it, my friend, access the miracle I've already given you. Stop praying to me for a miracle to fix something when I've already given you the tools to fix it. Yeah. And that's what we play this dance with God. Yeah. You know, we pray for God, you know, take away this high blood pressure as we're eating sausage and bacon. And mm-hmm. God's like, if you would put the sausage and bacon down, your blood pressure could be healed. And you don't even need to pray to me about that. Mm. Yeah. So it, it gets, it gets, it gets deep guys. It really gets deep. Our health is a deep topic. It's one sometimes that the church things is secondary because we're thinking, well, our spiritual lives are the most important. Our soul is the most important, but here's the caveat. Our soul is housed in our body. Mm-hmm. Yep. Drop mic, walk away. I'm telling you. So the question that we have to ask you is, will you be a Daniel in your own life? Mm-hmm. Will you be a Daniel in your own life? Yes. Yeah. And, and it's a choice because, you know, God expects us to do our part. Like Cersei said, he's given us the tools. He's given us the solutions to a lot of our problems, all of our problems. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, and we just have to decide what to do with that. Yeah. You just got to decide, will you refuse the King's diet? Will you resolute in your mind and heart that I will not defile myself? That, and when you, if you could say, I am not willing, then you are a candidate to do the Daniel fast once because you will do it and you will never turn back to defile yourself. You will not turn back to eat the King's diet and you will make this way of living a lifestyle because of all the benefits that it brings and it brings glory to God. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on the Healthy for My Purpose podcast. We hope you enjoyed the community and are walking away empowered and encouraged to live your healthiest life for your God-ordained purpose. You can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram to enjoy fellowship with like-minded women. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review this on iTunes. Until we meet again, keep honoring your body for your purpose.